This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cast on YouTube as seen on TalkSport. Talking everything Leicester City. Run by the fans. For the fans. Welcome to the Leicester Fan TV podcast. We're here again with Sam and Reedy. So much to talk about. So many things going on at the club at the moment, on the pitch, off the pitch. Is it too hot? I'm here in a t-shirt. Maybe it's too hot to do a podcast today. I don't know. Um, Sam. Welcome to the show. Yes, hello. Welcome. Obviously, have you recovered from Saturday? The the heat wave. I'm awake from Saturday now. Um, it was. I mean, well, I want to start with the the the, the temperature around the Kimpa Stadium because it was hot, hot, hot that day. So hot that we were wearing speedos and um, having to fan ourselves. Um, the players on the pitch were obviously getting sweaty in that 16 degree heat. It, I mean, I, obviously you're being sarcastic. Right yes, it's just, obviously. It's just excuse after excuse from Rogers himself. I know we said we wouldn't talk about it too much, but it, it, it isn't just Vieira, Palace's manager, brand new manager, bearing in mind, past two, three seasons, he's just come into managing. And he's, he blatantly said Palace were poor, his team were poor. Rogers came out and said Palace were good, we didn't score because it was too hot. It's just, it's just excuses. It wasn't hot. It's middle of October. All the players, I saw photos before the game, they were rocking up in full tracksuits. Madison had a big coat and a beanie on it. So they're not They're not hot. It's just excuse after excuse. And <laughs> just... Top was shaking head after the game. He was clearly not happy after the match, but he's... Is he going to sack him? I highly doubt it. We've got two big games this week in Leeds and Wolves on Sunday. Both teams that are probably six-pointers for us. I mean, I, it's just it, it's one of those things, and we are being we are having a bit of a joke about it and having a laugh. But in, we we were all in the car on the way back from the match, and we, as we always do, you listen to the radio, and Brendan Rodgers is being interviewed, and and it's always like, what what is he going to say today? What's it, it's almost like we're joking now and saying, what's today's excuse going to be? What what's his logic going to be? And when he came out there and said, well, it was hot today, and then he mentioned it twice in the interview we were listening to about the that it was hot for the players out there. And we're, we're all looking at each other in the car going, well, we're all wearing coats. Um, you know, it's 16 degrees on the car temperature. It's the 16th of August. Sorry, 16th of October. It wasn't the 16th. The first game of the season, Sam, 
was blisteringly hot at home in August, and Brendan Rodgers didn't make any substitutes. That was a hot day, wasn't it? Yeah, he's he's a deluded manager. Honestly, I don't understand why fans are still happy with him here. I don't think they are. I think, playing myself, I'm beyond the point of, you know, if he's here, at least he could turn it around whilst he's here. But he just can't. It's just excuse after excuse. He's had past two games. We should have we should have beat Palace. They were poor. They were really poor. We should have got, come away with all three points at home. Um, we were just as bad as they were. There's no way to walk around it. I think you've got to just look at this week now. We've got Leeds coming up on Thursday and then Wolves again like we did last season in Europa League. We've got two big games. Who do we play? Probably going to have to rest some players because it's two games quite quick after each other. And well, I, I, don't, I genuinely can't see where we're picking up the points this week again. Sam's obviously pretty depressed. Let, let's try. Reedy, you're normally... Mr. Bubbly, Mr. Lively, positive. Um, well, let's start with that heat comment, the hot comment. What, what, what is your take on some of Brendan's post-match? I mean, he'll be saying the grass is too green or the ball is too round next week, won't he? It, it's hard because I, I do want to kind of back him, but the excuses coming out of it's just delusional, it's just delusional isn't it? Like... Again, you, you could say that excuse the first game of the season, it was absolutely blistering. We, we couldn't stand it at times when we were in the office. So it's like, how can you say it in that game where you were nil-nil, you barely had a good chance on goal, and you, are you maybe saying it's an excuse for saying that we just weren't good enough to score? I don't know. Um, again, coming to Thursday, what will this excuse be? If we win, it'd be like a great performance. If we lose, it's like, oh, uh, what we're thinking this week then? What what is the excuse going to be this week? So I'm not too sure, but I just I hope he finds a way out of this out of hole at the moment because he's just making excuses out of just trying to get away from it, really, isn't he? So. That's, what, that's what it feels like, Sam. That he is he points the finger or, or or suggests to point the finger at lots of places. I think this season, I mean, even the fans have come under fire from him after. I think one of the games was it Brighton away or whatever he started to say yeah, about um, the fans. But it's, I, I rarely hear, I mean, like you say, Patrick Vieira came out and said, I don't think we we're very good today. It'd yeah, be quite I, refreshing I to hear Brendan come out with a bit of that one too and say, well, yeah. I'm not pointing the finger at Rodgers anymore. I'm pointing at the top, at our owner. He needs to, you know, pull his finger out a little bit and he needs to sort out the club because... He's, for whatever reason, him and the board have backed Rodgers throughout this period. And again, it's, we're at, what, 11 games into the season with one win and one draw. Uh, sorry, two draws now after Palace. And it's, we're dead last on the same points as Forest. We're only 19th place because of goal difference. Let's be honest, I think we've conceded the most this season. Our defence is poor. We've got a new set-piece coaching and it doesn't really look like he's improved anything realistically. He's been here for over a month now. And I know that's probably not loads of time, but for football, it's a quick turnaround. You've got to be ready to come straight in. Sean Dyche has not got a job. I'm saying that still again. We should bring him in today. Rogers should go. We should just pay him off and be done with that chapter. Be thankful for what he's done for us in the past. Move on from now, because the, more, the longer we keep him, the more of a villain he's going to become at Leicester. Yeah, and I mean, really, I, I hear what Sam's saying there with, with, with when he's talking about Rogers. Some of my criticisms of Brendan Rogers. Because I still do sort of back him, but I don't feel he's giving me much, much to to back him on. Because Saturday I, I look at the at Rogers' impact on the game. He's the manager. 
Um, we could look at the starting 11. I want to look at the starting 11, and then I want to talk to you about uh, substitutions. But if that starting 11, there was big decisions maybe to be done there, in my opinion, Reedy. Danny Ward could have been dropped for Iverson. Daniel Amati could have been... I mean, you've got two international centre-backs. Yannick Vestergaard plays for Denmark. You've got Kaglar Soyunk, who plays for Turkey. Neither are anywhere near starting. Is Rogers making much of an impact when he's even picking the eleven to kick off? I think that's the main reason I'm Rogers at the moment, because he's not picking up players. You've got it's more like Yuri Tillemans who hasn't been on top of his form other than maybe the Forest game, which was probably his best performance this season. Um, and then you've got yeah, the likes of Danny Ward. Sorry, just add to that. Tillemans player who wants to leave was captain against Palace. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it should be Madison. Yeah, it should be Madison. But <laughs> Everybody yeah, said yeah. that. Every fan we spoke to outside said, "Why is Madison not captain? Why have they made Yuri the guy who doesn't want to be here captain?" Yeah, again, you've got to think of what what is Rogers saying into these players, like say Madison, Jude Bill, probably should have been captain of that game when Evans got dropped or oh, sorry injured. But going into the substitutions as well, it's like. If you're having someone like Dakar, which for me is probably one of my biggest threats against Crystal Palace, uh, to say out of all of them, it's, it was Dakar. Um, to bring Steve Hardy getting warmed up on the bench and then you see him coming on for Dakar when you should be probably putting both up front. Um, and then you bring on Kel four minutes to go and you yes, just think, what's the point? I, I said bring him on at like 75 minutes at least that early just to give him a bit of a running together with Vardy and... When he came on, yes, he was the impactful sub, but it was just too late. Yeah, he had about two shots on target, and that was it. Plus, it was about 60 minutes too late for Nacho to come for Barnes, because Barnes was having a pretty stinker of a game, to be honest. I think someone said that he was most impactful on match today. He's, he's too predictable, Barnes. He, he's good when he knows he could, but you know he's going to cut in. Any right-back that knows how Barnes plays are going to be easy. He, he'd lost the ball nine times out of ten on Palace. He didn't do much with it. Nacho, again, Nacho for me, he's been such an impact player. I don't know why he's not in that team anyway from the start. We we never play well with one striker up front. We play with one winger and we play with Madison. Here's on for you now. Madison is not going to be able to play against Leeds. I think that could be a good thing for us because it means we have to switch things up. Does it mean we go to up top? Because we've not got a winger anymore. I, I agree and disagree. I think it's a good thing that we're obviously, but Madison's our best player. For me, we say it's a good thing that it changes it, but Rogers just needs to know Madison's a central attacking midfielder. Yeah. Stop playing him on the wing. It's not rocket science. It's like playing Soyuncu as a striker. You know, he's not a striker. Yeah. He might bag you a goal every one in 20 games, but he's not a striker. It's just play Madison in his position. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. He's on whatever ridiculous money, 200 grand a week, and he's putting players in the wrong position. The elements has been poor for the past year and a half. And he's still in the team. Why? Is, what does Pratt have to do? Kaglas Unchu, he's got a... He's I, got, I, I, thought, I thought Pratt did really well when he came up. The few moves he made, I think he deserved that spot again. Well, he's going to get... Gonna get he's not going to drop two wins, is he? That's the problem. No, but the, my problem is with all of it is like Unchu, he's clearly got a group of him. They've got personal problems with Unchu. That shouldn't affect playing him if he needs to be played. Amati can be a good player, but he's a liability, and he was a massive liability on Saturday. His first touch of the pitch, he gave the ball away, and they, any team that's not, you know, if any team that has a good up-front team and, you know, on their day, 
if you give that to an Everton or a Spurs, you know, just a team in, on a little bit of form, they'll, they'll put it away easily. Uh, it, it's it's a tough one to like talk about the whole situation, and obviously because we got two games this week and Rodgers being charged because it's very repetitive at the moment. But it is what's the next excuse going to be, and not. Well, I think that was part of my issue with Saturday. Like I say, the starting eleven, Rogers didn't really make any impact. Any of us could have picked that eleven team. It would have been a braver person. Even, to, even picking the subs was it? Well, it would have been, that's what I say. It would have been a braver decision to to make some of those changes to put Sanko in to maybe drop Danny Ward, um, and then the substitutions, like we've talked about, they were just like for like. Vardy on for Dakar is almost the same type of player for the same type of player. Uh, and the other substitutions, you know, Telemans comes off, Dennis Pratt comes on, that's pretty similar. Um, it wasn't until Inacho was put on that it by default, because Inacho isn't the same sort of player as Harvey Barnes. No, but he was playing on the wing still. Yeah, yeah but he, he offers more because what we've always said about Inacho, what he does is he brings other players into play. Mm-hmm. He looks after the ball and then he, he, he will... You can't quite be sure what Inacho is going to do because sometimes he will have a shot. I think, and sometimes he will have a pass. Just with the lineup as well, I don't understand. Our vice captain at the moment is Mark Albrighton. Yeah, winger. Who's a right winger? <laughs> yes. Why, and we're saying we don't have a right winger, but we have a vice captain who's a right winger who will give you a six, seven out of ten every game. But you does, know he's missed a consistent. Does that mean that he maybe comes in this week? Because again, we've not got a captain. But it should be in every week. Vice captain now. Does he come in? If you want to play with wingers, Albrighton should be in that team every week. There's no reason to play with Madison. You drop one midfielder, you drop the elements and put Albrighton. I'm sorry, it's not rocket science. You well, drop players out of form and you put players in to fit the suit you want to play. Again, Roger's post-match interview, he was referring to the lack of wingers and having to play Madison out of position there. But a question that really is why not, like Sam has suggested, it plays... A, play Madison in his best role, which is that number 10 role that we all know. Um, and if you want a winger, play a winger. Play Michael Brighton. Either he's good enough, either Michael Brighton is good enough to play for Leicester City, or he isn't. And why did we give him a new extension and make him vice-captain? Exactly. That, that's the thing I don't get. And obviously, another wing people may be talking about is Perez as well. He's not yeah. actually a winger, but he can play there. I think that's what I mean. He's not actually a winger, but he but he's played there the last few. I'd rather play Professor Albrighton on the wing. Yes, I would. Yeah, because I'd rather have Madison in the number ten role. Yeah, um, again, thinking about it realistically, we've not got Evans in the team now. He's, he was captain, vice captain is. How long is he out for? Is he out for long? I don't know, but the vice captain is there ready for you. If you've given it him and you've given him extension, he should be playing this. It's Thursday, sure. Again, this is just Rogers, this is just Rogers being a delusional manager. Liverpool fans said uh, you know, he was only at two seasons at Celtic and it's a farmers league anyway. Let's be honest, he was at the best club in the farmers league. It's not hard to win stuff there. Uh, it, it, he's just he's a delusional man at the moment. He doesn't know who to play. It, we we all say when we see the starting eleven, Swinchy should be in that team instead of Amati. We should, you would have thought that. Ward should be dropped. He everyone's been saying Iverson should be given the chance. But he won't do. Up front, we've all said we can't play with one striker. We're awful as one striker. We've all said Madison shouldn't be on the wing. But what's he going to do against Thursday? He would play if he could. Madison now, obviously, because he did a stupid dive against Palace, he's now out for the match. So we're going to have to swap it around. But again, I don't, I don't see him changing the position much around. And 
I think we're just going to do typical Rodgers ball. The amount of times we're passing on the back, we saw we get the ball away so much against Palace and we couldn't put five passes together. The fans around us, I mean, the person in front was swearing his head off the whole match because it is just, it's just frustrating. Football. It's frustrating to watch knowing that 18 months ago we were doing slick passing football into the box. And that was under Rodgers. He's changed how he wants to play and he's too stubborn to realise it's not working and to change it up. And we're going to do the same against Leeds. We're going to do the same against Wolves under Rodgers, which is why my biggest problem is we need to change him. It's not that he's not been a good manager or he's not thinking right. It's just he's too stubborn and too delusional to realise that folding. He said we're not in a relegation battle. Well, we're sat at the same points as Forest who are dead last at the moment. We're 19th place joint bottom with Forest at the moment. How is that not a relegation battle after 11 games? I mean, we're a quarter of the way into the season. That surely is a relegation start. Yeah. Uh, we've been singing Madison's praises this season and saying he should be captain and, and quite rightly, potentially even considered for England for Qatar in a few weeks' time. But really, I hate to see people diving and cheating. I, I wish he would not have that part to his game at times. I know you'd say, well, every now and then it'll win you a penalty or whatever. And if it had, if it had conned the ref at the end there and got a penalty and we'd won one nil, I wouldn't be saying this. But I'd, I'd like to think I would because, I mean, what was he doing there last minute of the game? I, I honestly, I'm not going to back him for doing it, but the way he went down and then saw himself, did that to himself. I think he was expecting a contact, and if there was contact, it would have been a penalty. Yeah. But I think he he just went down too easy at that point. And again, I don't think he's I don't think he's like a body style where he will go down if he gets the slightest touch. He was expecting that touch, and that's why he went down. But um, yeah, it was a dive at the end of the story. It's cost, the cost the him the match against Thursday against Leeds. It, it has again, but. As much as you maybe say you know, is our best player, I think it might actually help us in a way. Well, it, it forces, it does force Brendan to make some decisions, but he's he's being forced on last Saturday because Evans was not fit I don't think to make a decision. See, what will he do this week? I, Sam? I think we won't see much change. I think realistically, we're going to see Pratt. I think I think it's going to be as simple as that. I think we're going what, to do Pratt on the wing. Pratt, Pratt's not going to be on the wing, though. Yeah. Pratt on the wing. But we've played Pratt on the wing. That's what I'm saying. Rogers played Pratt on the wing when he's been playing. You can play a, a, a middle, a mid, yeah, tight, a mid central midfielder on the wing. Rogers has done. I can. He did. It, he's done it before with Pratt. We've played him on the wing. I personally wouldn't do it. Obviously, I'd play all Brighton if you're going to play with two wingers. Yeah, all Brighton or Perez. Yeah, but or play Perez as a cam because that's his actual position. If you're going to play mm-hmm. someone as a central attacking midfielder when Madison's out, play Perez because that's his position. It's not rocket science, like I keep saying. It, it, Rogers is making it ten times harder than it needs to be, and it, it genuinely isn't. All as fans can see, we all say the same thing as fans. We know that we know how it works because it's our club, and we know how it should line up. Obviously, when Amati was in the team, you see, I quite like Amati. And he is, a good, he is a utility player and he can step in and there's been times last season he, and the, uh, before his injury he, he's done really quite well but he's, he, he gives you the heebie-jeebies, the jitters because Saturday, like you say, Sam, it wasn't one or two times. No. It was four or five yeah, times. Every time Amati was on the ball, I was worried. I could see every time the ball got passed back to Ward, I was worried because it warmed us up. Then he went back to then he went back to Martin Foot. Oh, here we go again. He's going to lose the ball again. And he just feels like well, he is a bit of a risk. You're putting a risk. And again, I think 
confidence helps him because again, the more games he got last season, he did come to be a decent defender. I, think, I always think of a Martin Moore as a as, as a as a fullback. Yeah, yeah. And then if with 10, 15 minutes to go, you want to change it and go to three at the back or whatever, Amati can step in and play as part of a three at the back. But I think as part of a two, um, he just looked exposed at times. We also, uh, I mean, Danny Ward, we've criticised him heavily, but Sam, he made one save on Saturday. It was the only shot on target from Palace. Yeah, but that's... Um, did a bit of funny running around. Didn't know whether to come or go in, in, in the second half as well. But You summed it up, really. Palace, one shot on target. That's all they were on Saturday. They, they, they were nothing more. They were nothing less. They were below average. They had one shot on target and Danny Ward saved it. It was, it was an okay shot, I would expect. Most it was saveable, but he did save it. I keepers to save it. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't... I'm not giving him high praise for it or anything. I think he got man of the match on the Premier League website. Who? Danny Ward? Yeah. He didn't have anything to do, did he really? I think so. I'm, he I, didn't do any reading. I don't have a clue. I'm pretty sure if you look on Premier League... I mean, their keeper their keeper made plenty of saves, but they were not nothing... It was all right. It was all, yeah. It was all stuff he should have dealt with, which he did. Yeah. I, but he was busier. I mean, again, Ward kept himself... Safe probably for the Leeds game. Oh, without a question, yeah. he'll play. Yeah, especially under Rodgers. I'm not saying I'm not here slating Ward because obviously I, w- I want him to do well because what other choice do you have other than Iverson and whoever that Cardiff player Smith is? is don't yeah. care about him. Yeah, whoever taking his half a million a year, that guy. Um, but it, it's just not bitter there. No, well, <laughs> we just we just throw money around willy nilly, don't we? Though it's I do. We're doing it all like Sumer again. He played. I think average. I thought Mendy looked better than him when he came on. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I yeah. just, like Mendy was for me at the moment. Mendy is the number one defensive midfielder we should put again, ahead of Vendidi and Sumer. Sumer, he's not consistent enough. He's too blanky. I think's the word for that kind of role. He just kind of lugs around. And Diddy is a liability of his injuries. Mendy again. He's, he has been a bit yeah, of a, I thought Mendy did all right. Has been a bit of a liability of his injuries. But when he comes in, he was running around the pitch, and I think he deserves to be in the number one spot against Leeds. I mean, really, just we've not got long left in this podcast, but uh, Jamie Vardy just can't seem to get firing this season. Doesn't, again, Dakar a bit the same in the fact that we just didn't seem to give any of them much to go on. You need to feed these strikers. And Vardy just, don't even remember Vardy having a sniff I feel, in his 30 minutes. I think on Saturday, I think, for me, and yeah, it's probably because I like him more. I think Dakar did have a few good runs, as much as we didn't get like yeah, one shot service. first off, which he took nice. I know, I know we didn't give him the service, but I think the runs he made to try and get to the balls, I think, was a lot better than what Vardy's been doing recently. But again, you're being able to like Vardy for him. I just felt like we completely lost any attack when he came on. I think Dakar did more than him, and when he came, when Vardy came on, he just looked like we, there was no attack left. Vardy was there, but again, you, you said Sam that. He wasn't doing much. Um, and again, Madison really just kept trying to go more central because that's where his position is. Um, he, st- he did say Wardle all the time, but he's not a winger, so you really only got Wardle up front. And then Barnes, he's not really helping anywhere. So, I, I, yeah, just to add to your point, I, I agree with the fact that we don't play with enough, you know, guile up front. We don't play with enough oomph. You know, we've got all these great crane tags. We scored these goals that we have done, yeah, and we're still not playing to the strengths we've got. Brendan Rodgers should have never signed Pat Sandaka and the way he plays strikers. He doesn't suit the way Rodgers likes to play a striker, as we've seen with Vardy. 
Vardy's struggling. He's not scored at all this season yet. Dak has scored a few decent goals. I think, I, I mean, I've kind of got to disagree with you, really. I don't think he made enough runs in behind. I think he kind of was just standing around playing the offside track a little bit. I don't think he was making enough runs, really. I think he, he was too wide himself a lot of the time because it was so open on the right side. I, you know, I just struggled to see how, you know, we played with a striker who, we've seen him at times where he, he did get a lob ball. He got a few lob balls against Palace and he was running and he, he was slowing down against the centre-half. And he's a fast strike. He could easily outpace his. He's running into the corner and waiting for his team to get to him. I don't know if that's how he's been taught how to play. That's how Rodgers wants him to play, but if, if anyone was like Vardy on his heyday, we would have took it around the defender, you know, done a sidestep around the keeper and bag it into an open net. I don't see why Daco didn't do that. If you watch the chances he got, he could easily outpace those centaurs, you know, a country mile, and he wasn't. So I don't know what, I don't know if that's due to confidence or he doesn't know the Premier League or if he's just, he's not up for the Premier League, but... I think personally, Daco's still, he's got, you know, the rest of the season to show what he's worth, but... At the moment, I, I think a few goals here and there is just average. But again, I think that's the way Rodgers is playing him. That's why I think a new manager needs to come in and really work this team to their strengths, which is what Rodgers isn't doing. Well, we've got two games coming up this week. Leeds on Thursday, Wolves on Sunday. It's going to be a busy time on Leicester Fan TV. So as ever, make sure you stay tuned to all our channels. Follow us at Leicester Fan TV on all social media. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the podcast. It feels like we're on Eat, Sleep, Watch Leicester repeat again. So let's see what happens this week. Anything can happen against Leeds. Probably Rogers will pick the same old, same old and make the same old substitution. 63 minutes of substitution, like for like, 70 minutes. It's so predictable. Anyway, from me, Phil, from Sam, from Reedy, Leicester Fan TV. We'll see you on the next edition. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.